our focus is, is totally on non-runners and beginner runners because we know that once you get into it, once that, that spark happens, we don't have to worry about you no more. You're good. You're going to start cruising. Now you're going to start racing every single race that comes up because that's what yeah. happens um, in the beginning. You race everything. <laughs> uh, you want every medal. Um, and we love to see that. We encourage it. Welcome to Let's Get Uncomfortable, a running podcast where we shake out and purposely go off track on any and everything related to our favorite hobby. Get ready to get uncomfortable along with our guests, because growth only happens outside of your comfort zone. Here are your hosts, Inez Babea, Jamie Chen, and Nathan Schiller. Hola, I'm Inez Babea. Hi, I'm Jamie Chen. Hello, I'm Nathan Schiller. And welcome to season two of Let's Get Uncomfortable. Thanks for sticking with us for our first year, and we celebrate as we celebrate the return of the New York City Marathon. Our guests today are Lenny Grulon, Jean-Paul Fontana, aka JP, Chris Guzman from the Boogie Down Bronx Runners. Uh, New York City has always been a runner's paradise, but not every borough has always enjoyed that boom or been considered a destination. And in speaking of the running boom, the Boogie Down Bronx Runners will have over 30 marathoners for the 50th anniversary of New York City Marathon. But before we get into the biggest running party in New York City, let's get into our sports legacy, which we want to feature a Bronx resident, Ida Keeling. She's an, she was an American centenarian track and field athlete who holds the master's record in 60 and 100 meter distances for women in the 95 to 99 years old and the 100 plus age group. Miss Ida, she suffered two tragedies in life as a mother. She lost two of her sons, but her daughter helped her at the age of 67 to use running as a way to help lift her out of that dark moment. And it inspired others that you can continue to exercise and move and run in your later years. Unfortunately, Miss Ida passed away recently in August 2021, but her legacy continues. So I'm going to ask you guys, am I going to see you guys racing at 67? Well, I surely hope so. Uh, I definitely want to be one of those, uh, one of those guys that, that are still trying to like, you know, race at 80, 90. I mean, I, I want to race as long as these legs can hold me up. That's for sure. I, I, um, this is Chris. I, I definitely want to, I want to be racing at 80, 90. I want to run <laughs> as long as I can. Um, I think that you see all those people on the road. That was one of the things that inspired me on the marathon and to run the marathon. When you see all those people, those old timers on the road, you're like, if they move and I could definitely move, I have no <laughs> excuse here. So, and it makes them, gives you, gives you, gives you youth, I think. <laughs> How you doing, guys? I'm JP, John Paul. Everybody calls me JP. Pleasure to be on the show. Um, I would say, you know, running, the gift of running doesn't have an age. It's, it's ageless. So when you're able to see somebody in their 80s, 90s running, you know, that's, that's like, that's like a gift right there for you to see that, you know, so Whenever I see the old timers doing the New York City Road Runners races or just running in Central Park, you know, it's inspiring. It's beyond inspiring. It makes you say there's no excuse, no excuse in life. So that's my perspective. Well, JP, your introduction to running started earlier in life. 
So going back to cross running cross country at All Hallows High School, tell us how you were introduced to running. Back then, it was all about basketball. So, you know, basically running was a way to stay fit and just keep conditioning. But then it grew, you know, because running cross country and Van Collin is grueling. Like, you wanted to do that and stay in focus, you know, that's not an easy thing. But it kind of it kind of sparked my love for running. And then, you know, seeing that my father was a runner, it all, like, made sense. So now we fast forward. You and Lenny, you guys meet in high school, but you're both playing basketball. Lenny, why did you decide to start running as an adult? So, again, I played, it was basketball we played growing up, you know, it was, it was, that was a big part of our lives. And, um, you know, as, as, as life progressed, you know, you, you, you grow up, you get married, you have a family. Um, and then, you know, the priorities change. So, you know, I found myself, you know, just kind of taking care of priorities first and then kind of putting just like, you know, kind of like health and wellness to the side for a bit and not really, you know, focusing on that. So, you know, as I got older, I, I started realizing that, um, you know, I needed to make a certain kind of like healthier lifestyle, lifestyle change. So um, I never thought I was going to be a runner at all. I just started running to, you know, the old, you know, story of uh, start running to lose weight. Um, but I just had a goal and it was just to like, be able to run for a certain amount of time so I never thought I was going to fall in love with it but um but but I definitely did and I think what happened was I started seeing the progress and I started seeing what running was doing to me running was slowly kind of changing my life um I started thinking of all of a sudden I um you know I run a mile and and I started running a mile I mean I started running a block kind of at a time and once you get to that mile distance when you're starting from just running a block, walking a block, it's just a huge, huge accomplishment. Um, just getting to that one mile without stopping, right? So that accomplishment um, just led to, to, to wanting more and, fe- and feeling like, oh, wow, I didn't think I could do this, but I can do this. Um, and just that feeling of success and, and, and my self-esteem started going, going up. I started getting that feeling again of an athlete, right? Like that I used to have uh, when I was a ball player. Um, and yeah, from there on in, I just fell in love with the sport and, and, and that's when the passion grew. Yeah. I think we can definitely all relate to the runner's high that keeps me going, but, uh, if we can go back to like, what was the conversation like growing up about fitness? I know JB, you mentioned that your dad was a runner, but what about, you know, you guys, you Lenny and Chris, like at home was like running or being active in conversation because we kind of want to talk about like how that gets passed on from generation to generation if you can talk about that a little bit um yeah I could touch on that a little bit I would say it was definitely something that was shown to me from an early age in my household my father being athletic and being into sports being into boxing being into racquetball back in those times in the late 80s 90s so it was definitely a lot of things being shown to me that opened my eyes and definitely sparked that athletic, you know, mindset, that growth mindset in me early. But, you know, then again, you know, sometimes people don't have that, that, uh, you know, opportunity or they don't have that 
parent that shows them that. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, grow up that didn't have the right knowledge of eating or exercising, were overweight, you know, ended up having problems and never changing. But that's the thing you can always change it if you if you want to in your heart so for me fitness was always just about staying healthy i want to ask you guys with all these different introductions that you all had to running how did you come together as a group can you take us back to those early conversations about why you needed to do this and why you need to do this in the bronx oh absolutely um so it's it's uh you know it's 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 a story we've uh, we've all obviously told many times um so it's always fun to go back and, and kind of start over because it was it was really interesting the way it all came up. You know, I I um I didn't I didn't start. So JP was already running back in about 2015 when I had first, you know, wanted, you know, this change of lifestyle. Um just because I wanted to be healthier. I didn't want to be a runner, I just wanted to be healthier. Um and once I was able to get to like a 5K, right? Like to a three mile, that's when I was actually able to run with JP anywhere. Um, so, so, you know, through running, I, I, you know, our relationship kind of got stronger because all of a sudden, you know, JP has been running and not racing, but he's been running his six miles here, seven miles here on his own. Um, no crew, no, 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 no group running just by himself. Um, and now he has, you know, someone to run with. Uh, so our relationship became very, very strong. Um, and you know, from there, we, we, I realized that how strong it was and how better it was uh, when you're running with someone else. And this is just running with one person. I have never ran with a group before. Um, I didn't even know running groups existed. Uh, this is before even racing was involved in my life. So um, me and JP off to a run. And, and, and then I tell him, you know, it'd be awesome to like, you know, like start a running group, just start like a running group. And I didn't even know running crews existed at this point. JP did. So he explained to me how it, it was already existed and how there was these crews all over the city, um, not really in the Bronx, um, but all over the city. And, you know, we can go check one out and then see if you like it. So he brought me over to Rue Crew. Um, and that was my first time experiencing anything. And I loved it. And that's when I, me and JP were like, yeah, we need to bring this to the Bronx. Like, we, we have to bring this to the Bronx and we just got to figure it out. And we got to try, right? Let's see if it works um so so yeah we got together we started thinking of a name we got the name the name was dope as fuck everybody loves it we loved it um and we decided on a date we picked the date started a social media page and said hey we're boogie down bronx runners come on and run with us obviously the first day no one showed up we probably had about after the first four or five maybe like three months of the getting the page up and running. We were at maybe like 50 followers, 55 followers. So, you know, we figured that we, um, we had, we would just have to keep going. Right. And, and keep trying and, 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 and stay persistent with it. Um, and then we tried the flyer thing. We started putting flyers out everywhere, all over the Bronx in our neighborhood, uh, Fordham road, neck of the woods and um, Kings bridge, neck of the woods. And then, um, you know, slowly, but surely, you know, we'll get one, two sprinkle here. Um, and the funny part about it is that early in our post, you and they're still living there. You can see like me and JP were like a couple other dudes. And I told the story before where like those are our friends from high school as well. And we like pretty much bribed them to come out just to take a picture on a group run with us. Just so we so people can see that like we're we real. Two of us. Um, 
so so it is such a funny story but um but you know it kind of worked you know it kind of worked and um our first runner to ever show up that we didn't know was actually a female runner and when she shows up to and this was like maybe the fourth week of trying um and she comes out and she's like um so is it is it just us and we're like yeah, but guess what? This is going to be the best run of your life. And we were just, you know, we made her feel really, really welcome because we knew right off the top she was going to be like, okay, there's two guys here and me, and this is a group run. Um, where's the group? So we just made her feel really comfortable. We had some laughs, and we went out for a run, and she loved it. Um, and I think, you know, that support and, and, okay, and is motivation. Is she still with you guys, Lenny? Is she still running with you? You got to drop so, thing. Like, the first so, woman so, showed out to your run. You know, funny enough, um, she started going to school and her schedule completely changed. Um, and we we've kind of kind of lost contact with her. Um, she hasn't she hasn't come back, but um, we have tried to like you know reach out to her. I sent a couple of emails, um, but to no avail. But I think the reason why I said bus because we know a couple runners that kind of know her and they're saying that she's doing well. Um, she's just not in a place of, of running right now, and that's okay. You know, as long as she's doing well, that's all we really care about. Um, but she was really, really a, a great part of our story and, and, and how we came up. Um, and then, like two, three months later, some guy named Chris Guzman shows up, and he's never ran a day in his life. And he's and he's he came with with a couple other runners that had come that had that had come and, and from the community and like you know found us and. And they brought Chris along and then, you know, Chris uh, uh, comes the first week and I meet him and, and we talk it out. And I'm like, man, you just trust me, man. Just keep coming every week. We got your back. We got your back. That's what I used to tell him. And we're running 5Ks. So Chris literally started as a like run walking. You know what I mean? And it would be like one more while and I'd be back there with him. And we don't, you know, we're just, we're getting to know each other. You know, JP's in the front leading the pack. I'm in the back with, you know, with Chris and we're moving him along. And I'm like, we got this one more mile, one more mile. And, you know, like, like, you know, 90% of people who start running, he, 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 he fell in love with it. Um, and he, um, and he saw the change that he was going through in the lifestyle. And then he was like, whatever you guys are doing, like, I want to help and I want in. So we got, we started getting really close and we started building a strong relationship. And then before you know it, we partnered up and, and Chris has been, you know, just as much of a, as a part of Boogie Down Bronx one as, as, as me and JP. Um, so he's been a big so, part of it and, and, and it's Chris, awesome. Us, I was going to say, so Chris, um, Lenny kind of jumped ahead a little bit, but which is great. Uh, <laughs> we love the, you know, in the moment. So now we're going to put you on the spot and want to know, like, so uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> why did you decide to start running? And then what made you trust Lenny and JP to help you in this journey for you? Yeah. So right before I start, I, I joined the run. Um, I have started, I have started losing weight. I never ran in my life. I never even thought of running in my life. Like I never, like, honestly until that week that I went it wasn't even a thought in my mind that I could start running I was I had started working out and losing weight I, I lost um I, lo I had lost about 50 pounds or 40 pounds and I was looking to lose a lot more I was uh, extremely overweight um and I was just looking for something else to do and somebody one of my friends some really good friends of mine that I consider family Tito and Sandy invited me to this run 
Um, Tito is also one of our partners uh, that that helps and does a lot of stuff with us. Um, he invited me to the run, and he, you know, he tells me, you know, come check. And I, I have, I was talking with them that I wanted to find something else to do to kind of get healthy. So they're like, oh, why don't you try out running? Come to this run. So I go to the first run. Like Lenny said, I meet him. I meet him. I meet JP. I could barely go halfway, but I made it halfway. I think that first day. Um, <laughs> with Lenny pushing me along and me wanting me, my willingness, I guess, to, to, to kind of get, get into it. And then from that first day, it was just like, all right, I'm going to come back and I'm going to keep coming and coming. And, and I think on week two, I, we were talking about the marathon, right? Lenny, people were talking about the marathon and I'm like, I'm going to run the New York city marathon this year. And Lenny's like, if you decide to run it i'll make sure you get ready to get you know to get into it and and get get trained to do it or whatever and that's exactly what we did and and then i decided that i you know we wanted to build this thing together and keep keep growing it and growing it because of the effect that it had on me in my life you know i i just needed uh needed to be for us to be able to grow and 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 get more people healthy the way that we've been doing so um I really started running. It's crazy because we have a lot of people that run with us, start running with us, and then they just fall in love with running. And then they're doing marathons, signing up for the first 5K. And honestly, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the leadership and we, we're steering the ship. But my story is directly the same as any of one of our runners that come on and come run with us. Like we, we so they see our our experience and they kind of go through the same thing and it's just crazy for us to see right that we always talk about that yeah, um, yeah it's amazing yeah we always use each other as examples like look at chris or look at lenny we just started and look at where we are guys you got to keep coming out and running and doing doing your thing and it, it'll be it'll go from a 5k to a half or whatever or if you want to just keep doing 5ks and you do 5ks every tuesday with us that's what you know that's what it is when you guys talk about being um, a model for people like, you know, the Bronx is a kind of like an untapped resource. It, it is a model for what the future of running in New York City can look like. And in the sense, I mean, like you know, the Bronx is known for Van Cortlandt Park, mostly with running for good reason. It's a historic cross country course. It's got, you know, amazing woods and trails and so much activity on it, a track there. But I actually run a lot in the Bronx because I run to work in the South Bronx and I live in Northern Manhattan. So I have a great route. I go over the high bridge, um, which is a perfect quarter mile, by the way, for if you, anyone wants to do repeats, it's beautiful. And <laughs> I go down past the Joker steps and past the Yankee stadium up to grand concourse all the way down. Um, and it's really, I love running in the Bronx because you don't see that many runners. We do run too. Exactly. <laughs> There aren't, when you run on the West side highway, all you see are runners, but when you run in the Bronx, you just see life. And I'm wondering from you guys, uh, maybe from JP, uh, particularly since you're the oldest runner uh, or the longest running runner in this group, why is it important for you guys to run on these streets and to represent the Bronx as a borough of running? It's very important to to showcase running in our from our perspective because you don't see but many people running like you said it's it's something running through the streets and you run into different neighborhoods and they see how determined you may be running slow you may be running fast 
and they see that you're doing it to better yourself through movement, they kind of get inspired and it, it sparks up conversation, sparks up a lot of conversation between, you know, just novice runners and common folk that wouldn't normally be running on a day-to-day basis. So um, it's, it's, it's something that is incredible, you know, to see somebody who never ran before to lace up and just want to keep coming out every week. So, but yeah, I think there's, there's great importance to, 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 to showcasing, uh, uh, you know, running in the Bronx or just um, trying to, you know, make uh, running on, on, or normalize running in the Bronx. Um, because yeah, you're right for, for many, for many years, um, running in the Bronx wasn't much of a thing except for Van Cortland Park, maybe, maybe Pelham, you might find a couple runners here and there. Um, but it wasn't something that was, that was normal to see, uh, especially on the streets of the Bronx. But, you know, since I started in 2015, I have to say that there's been a pretty, pretty big increase uh, of runners in the Bronx for sure. Um, I think slowly running has become um, a thing that, that, that is seen in the Bronx and is, and is kind of like um, supported. You know, whenever we uh, whenever we do have our group runs and we have our surprise routes where we go into our communities and and kind of, you know, bring a crowd of people to our through our inner inner streets um, in the Bronx. You know, we always get nothing but support. And, and like JP said, it's always spark conversation. Someone gets stopped to figure out what's going on and where's the meetup and what's happening. So it, it, it's almost like it's been needed for years. You know, it's been it's, it's almost like a calling. And, you know, it's it's it, now, you know you have so many uh, uh, run groups in the Bronx, you know, try doing the same thing we're trying to do and having the same kind of effect. And, and, and it's a change. So there is kind of a boom, a running boom uh, in the Bronx that kind of like rehappened again. Right. Cause like the first running boom was a lot of it was in the Bronx and, and marathon running was a big part of, of the Bronx um, back in the day. And, and it's where you kind of went to for racing. And, and now like the Bronx is, is again trying to bring this running tradition back, just bring it, just broaden it up a bit and bring it into the inner streets and then the communities where it's probably needed more. So now that you guys have grown bigger from your um, just four weeks of nobody, just you two, then Chris, then that girl. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A couple of of different people. Now you guys are blowing up. and I guess Lenny just described the reaction of people from the streets because now you're a group of Latinos and Blacks running in the streets. Uh, just how do you, do you pick areas in which it's not, you know, predominantly like, you know, Latinos or Blacks, you go in different neighborhoods. What is the reaction in, in like other neighborhoods? So, I mean, I, and Chris can, can jump into this one too, but the, the, um, the, we've never had a negative reaction in the Bronx. Um, it's funny, this was actually a kind of part of a question that we had answered in a, in a, in a previous interview that we're, uh, that we're doing. And it was kind of like the same thing where like, okay, so what are the, what are the reactions of like upper, upper uh, uh, or higher income neighborhoods, right? Or more of the nicer neighborhoods in the Bronx. And I was like, you know, the Bronx, it, for the most part, doesn't have these super, super, you know, expensive parts of it. There are some parts that where the neighborhoods, you know, are are a little bit more, I guess, upscale, if you want to call it. But 
um, even when we've ran through those, um, we've got nothing but love and support. Um, here in the Bronx, it just seems yeah. that like they're happy to see uh, they're happy to see it, right? Since it hasn't been something that's a that's a big thing in the Bronx in the past. Now they're like, oh wow, like there's there's positivity going on in these streets, and and um, and they embrace it. They embrace it. So uh, no matter what neighborhoods we've hit in the Bronx, and no, we don't we don't even plan according to what neighborhoods we're hitting. We we plan for as far as we can get five, four miles, three to five, three to four miles out of a out of a group run. Um, we try to hit every single direction. And and every and, and anywhere in the Bronx neighborhood that any neighborhood we do reach um in our area of the Bronx, it's always been nothing but love and support from people, right? See, I mean Yeah, no, I mean I I, I right now I just thought of that that one route that we had that we went through a certain area and I'm like, yo, we making too much noise or we getting a little crazy because there's a lot of houses. So we try to be respectful, right? We had a big group that day. Um <laughs> and people were actually coming out their house and telling us like, wow, good job. You guys out here running? Like, what are y'all doing? I mean, it was crazy. And it and it's a neighborhood. And the, again, the Bronx is not anywhere that's like upscale or that. But you have certain neighborhoods, right? Where I was a little worried because I'm the, the I want to make sure that everything is right. Kind. So and and then Lenny and me and Lenny, as Lenny and me are talking about it, I go to the next corner and somebody comes out of the house and they're like, oh, you guys are running? Wow, that's great! You got a big group. We didn't know that that's that's that what y'all were doing. That's great. When do y'all guys meet up? And I'm like, so, I mean, we get a lot of support. I think from from when we out, just because the the way that we we carry ourselves and the group um, or people that that we're around, and and it's really surprising when we run through certain neighborhoods where we are in Pelham Parkway up there. The people are not but supportive for us. You know? yeah. so I just want to ask you, Chris, when you just said, you know, you worry, what do you worry about? Like, what are your fears for your runners when you go through certain well, types of neighborhoods? I, 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 I'm the guy that wants to make sure everybody's safe and keep everybody safe, the group of safe. So as far as like, right, we, you know, we run the streets. So keeping mm-hmm. everybody safe in the streets and where are we going? And also, like I said, being respectful if we're in certain neighborhoods, just because we don't want, we don't want to get the wrong vibe about, about us right we wear our logo very proud and we're we're out we're out everywhere so just so people don't get the wrong the wrong uh impression you can say it you can say it (laughs) well i was struggling for the word there but let me let me help me out the wrong impression of us that definitely the impression of like if you see a group of like white people running you're like oh they're working out but if you see a group of like latinos and blacks running in the bronx like yo yeah why are you running, running away from something they, or they, they just died. did something yeah and listen yeah. that's that's something that that's something that we got to deal with i think we spoke about that when we were on the first call but you know we don't do we we're trying to bring it so that it so that it we normalize it for our people so that they feel comfortable doing it right and i think that that's important too like you shouldn't feel uncomfortable lacing up and going out to run even if it's by yourself i mean it's something that we could do. And that's part of what Boogie Down is trying to do. Show people that we could be out in the streets running. You know, you have to, obviously we have to comport ourselves a certain way because of different things, but there's nothing wrong with it. You shouldn't feel like you can't lace up and go run in the streets and somebody's going to think you're running away from something. I think that that stops a lot of people from doing it. And we try to 
get people out of that mentality. Like, hey, yeah, come and come with us and do it or go on your own. Or, you know, or after you come with us, you form, you you meet certain people and then you guys get comfortable and you go out for runs together, right? Um, and and just keeping people safe that way, right? Kind of like the buddy system or whatever, which is what we've what we've built with, with the group runs. So in 2019, you guys participated in the OSR Midnight Half. And for those who don't know, that's the Orchard Street Runners, which puts on the unsanctioned races. And this one ran through Red Hook and... It's always has some of the fastest runners in NYC. So why was that important for you to run? And what did that experience teach you about running in New York City? Well, I think, uh, so me and JP ran the, uh, the OSR Midnight Half. And, you know, for us going into the race, you know, obviously it was never about, you know, uh, competing. You know, for us, it was about, you know, showing our faces and, 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 and showing, uh, you know, our community that, that this race is open for everyone. Um, you know, at times it might feel like there, you know, it's being catered to, um, or like there's a specific type of runner that they're um, they're looking to have at the race. Um, and 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 it comes across that way, obviously, in pictures and stuff like that, because it's it's what you get. You get mostly white runners uh, to come out to those races. So I think part of that race and other OSR races specifically for us is to show that if you want to run this race and you want to be out there and you want to experience this kind of like insanity, um, this insanity is for everyone. Um, I ran it. I didn't come close to winning anything, um, but the experience was there and we showed out, we showed that we're here too. Right. And, um, and that we belong or we're part of the community, you know? Um, So I think that was what was really important to us. Um, and and I think in hopes also to bring even more, uh, you know, um, runners of uh, of our community, runners of 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 our culture, so to say, uh, to participate in these races and come out and 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 flood them. You know, we can flood these races the same way they're flooded by, uh, you know, by other runners or by white runners. So is it a one and done thing? Or you'll be in some other OSR races. Chris, oh, no, you gonna well, ever I, do I, one? We've had, <laughs> we, no, we, we've, we've had, we had, we've had other people put. You know, we've had uh, other groups participate in OSR events. Uh, Midnight yeah, half, so, all of that stuff. Right. So we've had our runners, and you know, uh, uh, that's what it's caused. It's caused our own, our own community of the Boogie Down Bronx runners. Um, it's, it's, it's inspired other people to join those OSR races, right? So we've had other runners come in and say, you know what, you did that OSR, how was it? I was like, it was insane. Um, and I loved it. I loved being there. I love I, I love being around there and 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 being around the people that that you know you normally aren't around, right? Or aren't the same people who live in your community. Right. Um, and, and for the most part you get support from them too. You know, you get that support from them too. Um, and, 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 and for the most part, I really believe that, you know, they want you there as well. You know, um, I, I honestly believe that from, you know, but it's our job to put ourselves out there so that we can inspire others to say, yeah, we're going to run OSR too. So OSR get ready for, you know, a 12 minute pace runner coming in, uh, from the Bronx. Um, <laughs> you guys are going to have to wait for us to finish. Um, but we rep in the BX and, and we here, and, and that's kind of the attitude we take with, when it comes to uh, to going to these races where you normally wouldn't see our people. 
So JP, when can we expect the a midnight half in the Bronx? That's a good question. I mean, that's something that has to be formulated and talked about more and, you know, hopefully in the future, that's something that's that'll be possible. But I mean, I've thought about it to myself in my mind, but, you know. <laughs> well, let it, it out. Hasn't let it hasn't been brought like, to fruition. What, what, what's, but it I'm go, what's it going to take? Because, like, you know, Lenny just said about, you know, showing up to OSR was about representation and saying, like, hey, people who look like me from the Bronx can also run. So, you know, let us know your thought process about, like, telling, you know, the people who run in Central Park and OSR, Come up to the Bronx, but I show you how we can do a midnight half here. What What right. do you think about that, JP? I think it's possible because the Bronx is 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 so much green space, and at the same time, there's so many different levels to the Bronx. So, you know, a dope race could be held in the Bronx. It's all about logistics. I think that is it's already happening, you know, with the running boom. The running boom is showing that we're represented everywhere, you know. We're represented uptown, downtown, everywhere in between. And it's, it's, it's changing. Things are changing. But there's still a lot of conversation to be had and, you know, barriers to break. But at the same time, I feel... It's something that's going to happen in the near future, you know. Who knows when? I don't know. Well, let's let's put it on, like, what is it, like, the vision board, you know? Like, you guys already have marathoners out there. The Bronx 10-miler is, is in the Bronx. You guys are, like, a known crew in the city. So what do you think? I mean, and you also have this association with Nike. Nike also helps out OSR. What is it that you want the relationship to bring? To the Bronx. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think, think that oh go ahead, see, go ahead. Go ahead. Jump in. Jump in. No, I I I I think that I mean if the question is can we do a midnight half and we're gonna get support for it, a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent, yes, right? I mean, I have no I have no doubt in that. I mean, I think like you said, it's a matter of us putting it on our vision board. We've had a lot of stuff going on that we're planning for with all the things and 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 are day to day with just boogie down, but those are things that to go back to, to and I said earlier, that's something that we have, you know, we have to say we're gonna do it and, and I said we'll do it. And 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 I think that the support will be there from the community and from from whoever else, whoever supports OSR, Nike, or whoever else is is participating on those levels. I think it's up to us to go reach out to those people and grab them and tell them, yo, we want to do this here in the Bronx. I mean, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but um, I, that's the approach that I think that needs to be taken, right? Um, we here, we obviously here. And, and, um, and I think that if we reach out, we can make those things happen for the Bronx or for any area for that matter of, of other places that, that you don't see that happening in. The question of like having, you know, not just Nike, but like the other brands, you know, whatever they, their involvement is and like in this running boom to like make it more diverse, like right. don't let it just be a t-shirt, you know what it I mean? Is. Like let it yeah. be that you guys, they put money into your group to like 
make running for everybody where it's like yeah they you set up shop out of business you know that is owned in the bronx you know what i mean right. so, so things like that i'm wondering like where do you think you know you guys are involved with with a brand you do events in the bronx uh what do you think the industry can do better in reaching out to like people who are not the prototype you know of what we see in the marketing you know, I, I think the industry in, in, in general, I think, is is trying to make this change now. Um, and, and I don't want to say too little too late, but I think they're trying now um, to make a big change in, like, you know, where they're putting their money into. Um, I think that what they could definitely do more of is is really get into into the communities and find out who are the leaders in the communities and then reach and then, and then building through them and asking them questions on how they can help. Um, I'm not sure what other brands are doing, um, but I can speak for, you know, our relationship with Nike and what they've done. And, you know, I think our relationship has grown with them and has continued to, 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 to be strong because, you know, I think they've been very open to, 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 you know, sticking with, what our agenda is and what we want to do, right? It's become definitely more than just um, t-shirts. And hey, we got you know 100 t-shirts for you guys, um, but it has the Nike logo everywhere. So here, have give them out. Um, it's become it's. We've had these conversations where we're sitting down and we're going through what it is that we think our community needs, and um, and and they're willing to support it. So. You know, obviously, that's our main goal is what what are we going to be able to bring back to our communities? And that's what we've been clear with Nike about um, specifically. Um, and I think maybe other brands have tried that. Um, I just don't know if they've tried that in the same way that 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 the brand that we're working with now has. Um, so what is what is the community need? So I, I think it's just more access, more access, more motivation. Um, um, where, where more, is coming so so it's coming from from groups like us right i mean nike um is uh has collaborated with us and another group in the bronx right there's two groups in the bronx that they've collaborated with um to see how we can how they can reach the community so um they come to us and we pretty much tell them hey listen we want to be able to you know have have supplied our runners with 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 H2O for every single run. We want to be able to have be able to have uh 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 you know these cheer sections to support our runners. We want to be able to have uh coat drives for our communities. We want to be able to have um and whatever it is we need to put those events together, put these things together um logistically, uh they're there to support us. Um and we haven't gotten a no from them yet. So you know, those are the things our community needs. And it's pretty much comes to like awareness of mental health, awareness of health, of, of, of just health, period. Um, you know, places to eat, right? Like what are what are what is the community exposed to? What businesses are, are out there in our communities that we can support and we can push, right? And then we use the support with Nike to be able to bring our people into these these locations or these businesses and say, hey, look, this is a great place to eat you guys should be here, right? Um, so things like that. So it, it, we're trying to use our platform to bring awareness to whatever we have to that's going to be able to ha- help our community grow. And support people within our community, right? Because I think that's what Lenny was saying, like bring that support to the people within our community. 
So you guys have like 120 members right now and almost half of them are marathoners. And it's pretty amazing to go there from the stories you told earlier about just being a couple of you. But have you found, um, I have two questions. Like, has it been challenging to keep up with the growth that you've had and what kind of growth do you want to have? And also, um, what are these conversations that we're having right now, the kind of stuff that you're talking about when you're with the group? So we, um, so yeah, it has been challenging. It has been very challenging. You know, our, our, the, group, the group has, has, has grown, you know, faster than we ever imagined it would grow. Um, you know, from in 2019, which is two years in, um, we already had countless amount of marathoners um, representing Boogie Down Bronx Runners. So um, we didn't know it was going to grow the way it did. And I think it, it really came from just being very genuine, uh, supportive and, and welcoming to all to all runners. Um, but it has been challenging. You know, we it, it's hard keeping up with everyone. Um, and then you also have lots of personalities that come in and out that you have to also deal with. Um, and I would say deal with, I would say, um, get to know, right. And learn. Um, and, 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 you know, me, you know, and Chris, me and Chris, we balance each other out, you know, me and JP are kind of the same, um, very easy going mellow. And, you know, Chris comes in and says, you know, more like, you know, Hey, things need to be a certain way. Um, let's make sure while me and JP is like, yeah, let's do everything for everyone. You know, we love everyone. Um, so, you know, Chris has helped us keep a good balance and that's what's helped us be able to kind of like keep up with the runners we have. So, you know, we have our, our, uh, our newsletter that, that all our runners get. Um, and we try to keep track of them through that, through that way. Um, but I would say some of those challenges have definitely been like the amount of runners that show up to a group run and how to keep them safe. Um, you know, how do you keep 40, 50 people safe when you have, you know, six, seven people leading a run, right? Now, how, now we got to make a pace groups to make sure everyone's safe and we're not having, you know, 60 people running down, you know, these small Bronx streets. So it's difficult, but it's also been a blessing. Um, and and, and we, we love it and we want it to continue to grow. You know, it's not a matter of, of how many, uh, of where do we, where do we, you know, cap, it's more like how many more people can we inspire? Because to be honest, a large group of our runners are, are, are coming from being non-runners. It's, it's, one of, it's one of the things we take the most pride of. I mean, I would say that, you know, we're, we're definitely one of, the, one of the, you know, running crews, running clubs, running groups, whatever you want to go with, that has probably inspired the most non-running, non-runners to come out and, and become runners. Um, and that's what we really focus on. Our focus is, is totally on non-runners and beginner runners because we know that once you get into it, once that, that spark happens, we don't have to worry about you no more. You're good. You're going to start cruising. Now you're going to start racing every single race that comes up because that's what happens um, in the beginning. You race everything. Uh, you want every medal. Um, and we love to see that. We encourage it. Um, and then we bring our focus back into like, okay, now how can we get some new people who never ran before feel the same way again? And what and it's and what happens is, you know, our we're a very tight group. Even you know, even we'll have a hundred. We have 120 runners. The 120 runners don't show up to our runs, right? The, it, it, it it's in and out, right? One day you get these runners come in, another day these runners come in. What we have consistently is our pacers who are amazing, um, and they're the yeah, ones. Have, I think week. we have we have way more than 120 runners. That's like. 
that's what on NYRR might be registered running and, and, and marathon. I think we said 19 runners in the beginning, but it's really, I think, 37 marathoners this year we have. Yeah, um, we, we have, yeah, it's 37 marathoners. I think we said 19 marathoners were first timers. Yeah. Um, okay. We have 37 marathoners this year. So, uh, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the whole point, right? It's like, this is what we're about. And it's pretty much about how can we, uh, how can we help our community using this platform of running? So I'm glad that you mentioned that you guys have a newsletter. So for one, I want to know who writes it. What was the idea? Why did you do it? And then during COVID, did you use that to motivate the runners? Because, you know, people weren't running anymore. So you can tell 100%. me about whose idea yeah, 100%. was it. And then, you know, so the idea how, came how up. Yeah, the idea came up with all in a meeting with the, with with uh, the four of us, uh, me, Chris, JP, and Tito, where we was like, we have to we have to get a hold. And this is before the pandemic, you know. It's just that we have to get a good hold of our runners and 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 keep bringing out information, right? Because that keeps motivating them. You you know, some of our runners, especially our beginner runners. You know, they see an email, they're like, oh, it's an email, Boogie Down Bronx run an email. And it's exciting for them. It's motivating for them. It's inspiring for them. Um, so that's how we felt like we can catch them and, and continue to reach to them w- w- the times when they're not running with us um, or they're not on their Instagram feed. So um, yeah. I, I, we started it with the idea came sparked up and we're like, yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, Chris created the account and I began writing the newsletter myself. Um, then it became very overwhelming just with schedule and stuff. So then um, Eric, which is one of which is one of our co-captains, we have two co-captains, Eric and Gina. Um, Eric uh, offered to kind of take that off my hands and kind of had fun with it because he really wanted to do it. He was really excited about writing about stuff uh, and writing what's coming up next. And and uh, so um, so I you know he took over that and he's you know he's been crushing it for the past I think probably six months. When we all take turns on information that we put on there, we put tips right, for right, 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 whatever right. the situation is. So you mentioned COVID, you know, we would send out messages or be safe or run, you know, find a small group that, cause we, our people love to run together and, and being alone, you isolate it kind of like, and a lot of people either stop running or not running. So, Hey, try to connect with, with a group, with a group of small group of your people, if you want. And as long as you guys keep running together, which a lot of people ended up doing. I mean, so that's our main vehicle of getting out like team messages, right? What we call the team message of the people that are on the 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 on that official list of people um as the team. Um and now we open that up to anybody that wants to sign up and get those emails, they could get them. Um Lenny didn't say this, but it also started because we had I, we, the way that we were communicating was either WhatsApp or 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 on uh, Instagram, right, Lenny? Yeah. And it was like we, we have like we had like eighty people on WhatsApp. It gets crazy <laughs> back and forth. So we were like that, that. That that was also part of the idea. Like we got to get a way to communicate to these people where the information that we really want to get communicated doesn't get lost in the mix of all the messages of oh what was that and right so that was part of the idea as well. Like, Hey, we, we want people to really get the information. Cause we also got messages from people like, Oh, what was it that we said about this meetup or what is it that I do for this? And we're like, all right, we got to figure out a way where we got to get this communication to people and they could uh, respond back to us, but not every single person that's on the, on the chat. So it goes back to, as we're learning and growing as a group and learning what to do, 
you know, you, you, you find different ways to communicate and different tools you need to get to, to, to get everybody the information they need. Wow. I feel like you guys are just describing exactly what we're going through with our group, but we got something bigger coming up soon next weekend. Right guys. So we've got a big party in New York city, the New York city marathon. Uh, I know you guys have a lot of runners. Uh, so let's talk about Sunday, November 7th. It's the 50th oh. anniversary of the New York City Marathon. So what are we going to expect at mile 20? Please, please let me take over this question. It's really going to be epic, right? I mean, it's the 50th anniversary of the New York City Marathon. Not as only as the 50th anniversary. We went through a pandemic where there was no marathoning at all. Right. And New York City to me is absolutely the most amazing marathon. Well, I haven't ran them all, obviously, but uh, it is to me because of the amazing crowd, the amazing support, the insane route. Right. Because I think the, the, the New York City Marathon has one of the toughest courses um, of all the marathons, especially the majors. So I think all that puts together is going to create a, a huge, 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 huge party, not just in the city, but in the Bronx. Right. So in the Bronx. We've got a, a, an amazing section covered of the, uh, as, you, as you're going over right over the bridge, which is about mile 20 and a half. Um, this is literally right before the last bridge. So if you don't know this, there's five bridges uh, in the New York City Marathon that you have to cross over. Um, and we're right before the last fucking one, which is by then, right? There's the wall that you consider the Bronx to be, right? Mile the most 20, important one, because it's about. right in the Bronx. Right. So... Uh, so you're hitting this wall, but over the years, you know, this wall, it's become the wall because the Bronx has been dead. You hit the, you, you get to mile 20, you get to the Bronx and it's like the support's not there. And it's been like that for many, many years till about maybe the last two, three years. Um, and actually I would say maybe four or five, cause there has been, even before us, there were, there were people coming out, right. It was starting to become kind of a, something fun to do. Um, we just wanted to make it a party. We wanted to make it something huge where it's not just, uh, it's just as fun for the people who are cheering as it is for the runners. So we wanted to make it a whole event. And that's what we did in 2019. Um, and that's what we're aiming for this year. Um, we've had banners that we're going to spread all over the Bronx, uh, all over the, the course, um, just giving motivation and welcoming everybody to the Boogie Down Bronx. We have a DJ set up. We got all sorts of noisemakers to make sure that they know they're in the Bronx and they and we carry them right into Harlem um, so they can finish their last 10K because that's really all they got left is 10K at that point. Um, but it's the hardest 10K. Uh, and, and hopefully, you know, our vibe and our our, our uh, the party we're throwing as they're coming by um, lifts their spirits and 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 push and helps them push through. So what was it like for you, for you guys, the first time you ran the New York City Marathon and you hit the Bronx? What was that like? Oh, my God. I'll take that one. So it was my first marathon, right? I, I, the first year that I started running, this is my first time running a marathon, right? So it, you could imagine the way that I felt. But the only thing on my mind was getting to mile 20, right? Because I had my family there. My son was there waiting for me with the team. Um, and to this day, when I run a marathon, I think about getting, like getting to that mile 20 and just imagine our cheer zone, right? So, and 
it was it, it was crazy for me. I mean, I, I still play the video. I have a video. Somebody recorded me meeting with my son and, and that's just the whole vibe in the area of where we are. And the you can't even describe the feeling that you get when you when you get to that moment at our at our um, at our cheer section. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Our runners, not only our runners, but people that are not even our runners, they send us messages like, yo, you don't even understand when I got to mile 20 you guys just gave me the life I needed to finish the marathon. Like there was no wall. Right. We, and we have a banner that if you look up, it basically says that what wall, right. It, we put that banner up ourselves, just letting people know, like you're not stoppable. When you get to this point, you just keep going and you're going to finish the marathon. I mean, for me, my first time running the marathon and getting there, I mean, the, the I don't think they'll ever, they'll ever experience that again, but, Every year that I've done it, I look forward. I did it an, another year, and I look forward to getting there. And this year, I can't wait to get to, to mile 20. I mean, that's the only thing. As I'm running at mile one, I'm thinking about getting, about just thinking about getting to mile 20 because that's my, I always tell people that that's my finish right there. Mile 20, the rest is, is a cakewalk. When I get to mile 20 and I see my crew, that's where my, the, my marathon finishes for me, and then the rest is just a regular run. I am looking forward to this now. I'm really looking oh, you, forward Oh, you're going to gonna love it. And you're going to know you're there once you get there. I promise you that. Um, but, you know, I ran, I ran New York City. Last time I ran New York City was 20, 2018. And um, that, was, that was pretty much our first year where our cheer section was really starting to grow um, and get big. Um, and, you know, when I was coming around, I, you know, I felt so, I, I was dying. By I'm out 18, I was dead, right? Like, I came off the 59th Street Bridge. I'm coming up first Ave. I'm feeling great. And then when I hit mile 18 at about, I don't know, like 116 for something on first Ave, um, I start breaking down. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to look like crap when I get to the cheer section. <laughs> um, but as I got closer and closer, it was just like, you know, the anxiety started coming in, but it was like good anxiety. Like, oh, you know, I'm getting butterflies again, almost like at the start of the race, right? So you're almost feeling like you're starting the race again because you're about, you know, you're getting to, to a special part where you're going to see people you really, really recognize. I mean, you see people you recognize throughout it, but a big, big group of, of your own, you know, your people from your community, uh, it, it's, it's really... Um, it, it's a it's a boost of energy like chris said and it's um it's an it's an amazing feeling to have that support waiting for you there chris you mentioned your um meeting your son i think at, at that point i wanted to ask both of you all of you you know what um since you have some kids what does the running mean for you as parents as fathers to me i mean i think we had spoken about this before when we were chatting briefly um you know, I never ran before or I, I was never really healthy, right, before, you know, and, and uh, um, for for a long time of period of my life, right, I, I, I wasn't healthy. I started running. I started getting healthy. I, that was a choice that I made. So running, running gave me that and, and my son sees that and I, and, and I saw the change in him immediately. Like now I got to be healthy too. My dad is trying to get healthy. So I have to show him that I got to be healthy too. And he turned into somebody that works out. He's not a runner. He work, he likes to work out and go to the gym and, and participate in his school sports and stuff like that. But um, to, to me, you know, it just shows it, it gave him that it, it motivates me more because it makes him want to be healthy. Right. And, 
for a long time he would see me and I wasn't, I wasn't doing any, any of those things. Right. I was, you know, unhealthy. We don't eat very well, not, not moving around, not active at all. I wasn't in sports into sports or anything. When I started running, I started that active lifestyle and, and, and as an example for him. So for me, it's everything to be able to show my son. And he always tells people that I'm, I do marathons and I'm a runner and how proud of, of me he is. And, meeting him at that run and I'm telling you I play that video to myself you know sometimes when you're down and you're like oh you're thinking about whatever and you look at I look at that video and I'm like I gotta keep going because I I gotta show my son that we could keep doing this right and and it's you know it's it's crazy it's a crazy feeling to be able to motivate your kids that way to me yeah and he, I was just gonna yeah. ask between the three of you guys um, you know, you have 11 marathons. Is there any particular marathons that you really want to do that you haven't done yet? Um, and I, I say destination because I just thought about how Chris talked about his son. And I just thought about taking your, you know, family with yeah. you to experience something totally different. Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, Chris was lucky enough to run Berlin uh, this, this uh, just a few, uh, what, a few weeks ago, I would say. Um, yeah. and and. Berlin has always been a, a race that I've um, always wanted to, to run. And it's, it's always stuck out of my head as um, kind of one of my, uh, one of my favorite races to do. Um, I've just, I've run, a, I, I've watched a lot of Berlin races and a lot of recent ones. And just, you know, there's just as much history there as there is in a, in a lot of the other marathons, maybe not as long, um, but aside from like New York, um, I would probably say Berlin Marathon for me is one that I I I really look forward to running one day. Yeah, and 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 and, and you know just to piggyback off of that, you know, it, it, as far as locations and places is it's amazing because most of my most of the places I've ever visited uh, in the last you know five six years has been because of running. Running has taken me places that I've never I, I've never thought I would visit before um or even go to so it, it, it's got me places and I'm, and I'm really grateful for that and and your kids see all that too and and I think with my kids uh uh it shows them that not just as far as like running or sports but just life in general um just to be able to keep going and keep thriving you know your kids see and Chris experiences JP experiences this your kids see when you come home from a long run and you're dying your kids see when you're full of sweat and it's dripping and you come home and you just want to go to sleep. And it's like, damn, dad did that because he wanted to run like that's and <laughs> then they see you get up and do it again. Um, and it just it gives them that same kind of will um, throughout whatever it is they want to do with their lives. Um, so, yeah, um, it's funny that question that you asked, because just last week I was talking to my son. And he was asking because I want to do my majors. And, and, and I was telling him, I would like you to go to Tokyo with me or London. So Tokyo was the first one that came out of, out of mind. And I said, London, because listen, I just did Berlin. I never thought I would be going to Berlin. Like I, I you know, I never even gone overseas and I'm going <laughs> overseas to, to run a race. Like I'm going to Europe to run a race. Like I never thought about that. And I want to have my, I wanted to have my son in Berlin, but he's in school. He, so it, it didn't work out. But the next one that I do, I want to have him with me because I want to experience that somewhere else that we're not familiar with. Right. Um, 
because I just, when I was in Berlin, I'm like, when I'm leaving, I'm like, I wish I could take you with me, but you have to go to school. School is more important. Um, so Tokyo, either Tokyo or London is one that he's definitely going to come along with me because I need him on on that on that course to cheer me on at mile 20. All right, Chris, <laughs> we're going to do Tokyo together because I'm in 2024. I got deferred to 2024, so I'm waiting for you to get in, okay? Uh, sweet. That's I'm awesome. going to get in. I'm, I'm All right. Going. And then we're going we're gonna to so do we it. End. We do it. I'll leave, I'll leave Tokyo. I'll leave, I'll leave Tokyo for 2024, then. I got you. All right. <laughs> Chris, I'm glad that you mentioned that you wanted to take your son overseas, that you never thought that even to travel, and now you're traveling to run. Um, and Lenny, you talked about, like, you know, how your kids see you come home and, like, you're tired, and then you wake up and you do it again. So I want to, I'm wondering like, how do you feel that you see that the next generation already looking up to you, not just to run, but also to see the world? You know what I mean? Like you said, like you guys are a tight group in the Bronx, Dominicans and, you know, building this community, but like being able to take this community, not just outside of the Bronx, but like to the rest of the world. How does that feel? Well, it's an amazing feeling. It it feels great and it feels like, we're, we're, we're making some change. We're creating, we're creating, you know, uh, uh, new opportunities for people, you know, along with, with Chris, we had about four other runners that went to run Berlin for the first time, who've never been to Europe either. Right. And those, and, and, and what's funny is as we talk more and more about kids is that a lot, most of our runners have kids, <laughs> you know, we have such a yeah. large percentage of our runners who have families and have careers and, and they have nothing to do with running and they've never ran uh, in their lives. These aren't people who ran in college. These aren't people who, who, you know, ran as a kids. These are all adults that have kind of the same story as us. Um, so opening up, that's what I mean by access, right? Like so the, our, some of the runners, I'm sure that went to Germany or along with Chris, like Chris said, never thought they would visit Germany or never thought they would see the world and from, from, from that perspective. And, and now they have that opportunity. They have that access. They know about marathons around the world. They know about marathons around the country. Um, and it's because we're creating that access for them. We're, create, we're showing them, hey, look, this exists. There's, there's so much more. And then you never know what that leads to, right? That can lead to inspiration to other things, you know, or, or, or the love for other cultures, Right. I mean, that's 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 what running does, too. Um, it, it opened up your eyes to so many other things like other cultures and 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 and, and, and other people, you know, and it's 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 the beauty of, of, of running as a sport is, um, you know, it, it can be very diverse. And I know at times we do see it um, as 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 mainly a white sport. But I, I think I hope you guys would agree with me that, you know, we are starting to see that change now where like we are like making sure that we make this running thing that we know can change lives um, available for everybody. Well, I mean, look at where you guys started from just a couple of guys to a guy and a chick and then a guy checking another guy who walked. (laughs) And then I turn on the news and 
Can we talk about this ABC News spotlight? Um, and then he's on the news. <laughs> all right. And I said, and I now I realize I'm like, I'm, I'm on a podcast with some local celebrities here. Let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about the commercial on ABC News highlighting the Boogie Down Bronx and Mile 20. How did you make that happen? Yeah. Well, it, you know, it was, um, I, it was very special. It was, it was very special because, again, I think that, you know, people from our community, right? All our runners who, who are used to seeing us on, on group runs and stuff, they're like, oh, wow, like, look, they're they're on ABC, right? Like, they're showcasing the marathon, um, the New York City Marathon um, for the Bronx. Um, so it was very special. And, you know, Bruno Garcia, who's a really, really good friend of mine over at New York Roadrunners, um, he reached out to me um, and connected me with the, um, you know, he said when he thought of the Bronx, obviously the first thing he thought of was Boogie Down Bronx Runners. Um, and he wanted to, you know, see if I was available to be able to do that. So I said, available? I'll stop whatever I'm doing right now to make sure that we're representing the Bronx for this marathon. Um, so uh, so he connected me with, uh, you know, the producer at ABC who was taking care of, uh, of, of I, guess, I guess, this campaign of, or this, um, or promoting the marathon. And uh, and then we met up. They gave me a, a, a script and told me, you know, whatever, if you want to add or change anything to the script, you, you, you're welcome to. Um, so we, you know, we put something together and, and and it came out great. And it was and it was so much fun to do. And, you know, we've gotten so much support from it, too. You know, it's like it's it's it. Everyone's so proud. Right. And they're not proud of me. They're proud of the Bronx. They're proud of Boogie Down Bronx Runners. They're proud of what's happening um, and the fact that. I represent them, right? Chris represents them. We all represent them, but we're there. We're like, it's almost like they see me and they see themselves there. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's a special part of of, of, the, of of being able to be a part of that commercial or or being able to be a part of that that uh that promotion of the mark of the marathon. Well, thank you for shedding that light. Um, <laughs> and I think at this point, we have reached a segment that we've called the hot mic. Here, each of you gets two minutes to leave our listeners with a message. Uh, and because there are three of you, we usually go by your birthday. But today, we're going to flip the script and we're going to go by who has run the most marathons go first. Oh, and it man. happens to be Chris. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know, the new guy who went from couch to marathon in a year. So you get yeah. two minutes to just uninterrupted to say whatever you want. Whether it was like two minutes. Uh, two minutes, whether it was like at the London airport and you know, TSA and your passport, you know, whatever. <laughs> you wearing your medal on the plane, right back. <laughs> I think that 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 I mean I have a lot to say, but the most important thing I think that we try to that that I would like to communicate maybe or messages, you know, our biggest thing is just to get started. Right. And I'm, and I'm a, I'm a proof of that. If you just get started, you take that first step. um, You could accomplish a lot of things. And I think we, we went in marathon or like, you know, you guys said, or whoever done the most marathons. I mean, I did that and I wasn't, and and I didn't even dream that I was going to, that I was going to be able to do that. So I think that the message that I want to leave or say is, you know, get up, come join us, come join Boogie Down Bronx Runners, come get out and run with us, um, share it with a friend. You know, um, these podcasts that we're doing, it, it, it's great. I think it's great because 
it helps communicate and, and bring us all together and give all the information, right? And we all see that we all experience the same things when we run it, right? Though all those funny stories or experiences that we have different in life, you know, we pretty much, we go through them together. And, um, and that's what we about. And that's what we try to, we try to put out there. Um, you know, and I guess that I, I know I have two minutes, but I don't think I have anything else to say. I mean, um, get out and move, man, you know, and, and inspire somebody, inspire, inspire the people around you. And most important, most importantly, you'll be, you'd be surprised how much you inspire yourself by trying to inspire other people, which, which it, 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 it takes you such a long way, um, that you, you, you know, you amaze yourself with what you could do by trying to help other people and get other people moving and out there and, uh, and, and just taking that first step. All right, Nathan. So you don't have to tell us the time. We'll compare at the end. Oh my God. It's a test we, too. We just, we just see it. It's always a competition. I, I said the time on my phone. On. I already what? said on the time on my phone. Nah, Lenny, that's cheated. <laughs> Yo, nah, Lenny. I <laughs> no, I did it. I, I did it. I did it. I, did I got it. the most marathons. I need another two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nathan, you were ready for Lenny? All right, so I guess what I would definitely love to 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 to, to get out there to to the listeners, um, it's just about being able to use whatever platform it is that you have um, to create some kind of change or some kind of uh, uh, you know, I guess change is the word that I'm really looking for, and and change can come in so many different ways. It can come in, you know, whether it's physical change, mental change. Um, but I think as long as whatever platform you're using, let it be, you know, sport, let it be, uh, uh, you know, any kind of career um, that involves uh, helping people or being around people or, or socializing with people, um, being able to use that platform for, for the better good of, 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 of everything. I think um, right now we're living in a world that we really need to be able to come together and, and use these platforms that we all have. That's why I really always, you know, salute the professional athletes that are using their platforms to be able to voice their opinions and voice how they feel. Um, because you never know who you're going to influence and you never know um, who's listening or who's watching. Um, but there always is someone listening. There always is so much watching. So if don't ever feel like you, you can't be that person, right? Like me and Chris, JP, you know, we've we've inspired so many people and we started from from nothing. You know, it wasn't even our plan. Um, but once we realized that, you know, running could create this change, then we said, let's use this platform to keep pushing our this 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 goal that we have for our community. And, and for us, it happens to be running. But um, but I think it can come in, in the same form through other things. So. Um, you know, we're going to continue to use running to, to, to create, um, you know, a positive change in our communities. And hopefully we're, we're, we're inspiring others to do the same. And, and we have so much love and so much uh, support also to, to the other running groups and crews, you know, all over the city kind of trying to do the same thing. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer there can never be enough crews. Um, you know, the more runners we can get out, the more people's lives we can change. Um, I think is, is always going to be the best way. And um, yeah, let's just 
keep pushing along uh, what what everyone seems to um, be on the same page about, and which is positive change in the world. And for us, we're gonna definitely make sure that we're doing it in the Bronx. Two forty-three. That's because I, I, I knew I knew he was gonna go over. I didn't know if I could cut him off. Two forty-three. <laughs> I wish I wish I, I could run like, that marathon time. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, right? Jump in and be like, stop! But I was like, let me not do that. Oh, Chris, <laughs> Chris, you were one fifty-three. Wow. See, to... you, there's no way I talked more than Chris. There was no way. See, if we were like in front of each other and face to face, then I would have talked more because that's what Lenny's trying to say. I'm the talker. but <laughs> I don't know. Based on tonight, it seems like y'all are both neck and neck talking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that's because he's holding back. That's because he's holding back. That's why. All right, Chris, you'll be running at the age of 67 with your son running next to you. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Yes, yes. Hey, everyone, it's JP. Sorry I had to leave the recording earlier, but wanted to pop back in and say a few closing words for the hot mic. Well, you know me. I don't talk much. I just let my running do the talking. But I just want to leave you guys with some closing words. Um, Just, you know, work hard for anything in life. You know, if you want something in life, you got to work hard for it. Things are earned, never given. So that's what I live by. You know, I try to put the work in to set goals and just set the example for my family and my children. And, you know, be a good husband, be a good, you know, teacher, be a good educator and just do things that makes me happy and live my truth. So, you know, that's what I I give off and I show other people to be in their lives, just to live in their truths. And that's what I believe in. So just closing off with that and wishing everybody, you know, an epic marathon weekend and whoever's running, enjoy, enjoy the journey. Whoever's cheering, enjoy as well. And, you know, we'll see you on the other side, you know, onward and upward. You already know, signing out. Boogie Down Bronx Runners 2021 to infinity. Peace. So, guys, Lenny, Chris, JP, thank you so much. You helped us kick off season two of Let's Get Uncomfortable. You also represented a borough we haven't heard much from in season one. So I already put in earlier that I love running through the Bronx and how more and more people get that message and with the energy that you guys brought and the representation you brought for the Bronx, I think people who don't know the New York city marathon would be surprised to learn that the course barely touches it, but you guys bring the energy there. And that's something that who knows, maybe in the future, your movement will change that and show that it's good to run, get more miles up there in the greatest marathon in the world. It's been wonderful to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I want to thank, of course, Jamie and Nez. It's great to come back for a new season. First one was a success. Second one's going to be even better. We'll keep doing it. And that means we got to have you, our listeners. So looking forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to Let's Get Uncomfortable. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us on the App Store and follow us on Spotify.